Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. As, as we hold this conversation, Thanksgiving is just a few days away, which is uh, a day so many of us look forward to, to, to celebrate. It's uh, a big day, and just beyond that, a long holiday season that leads up to New Year's Day. So you've got a time period here coming up that's filled with, for many people, fun and parties, celebrations, and, uh, and a lot of family time. However, for those who have or are going through a, a family law matter, which may be uh, uh, separating a family through divorce, separation, or other instance, it, it can really be a difficult time, especially if it's the first time or two that they go through that experience. Hi, everybody. Jim Mitchell. And on Chicago's Legal Latte today, we're going to do our best to assist those who might be dealing with a family scenario like that and provide some guidance on how to minimize the disruption and discomfort that the holiday season may bring to a family, which is not what it once was. Uh, joining me is attorney Colleen Hurley. Colleen is an associate at Lavelle Law, and she works very closely with family law clients advocating on their behalf and and uh, providing guidance through these stressful times. Uh, Colleen, a lot to talk about, so thank you for taking some time to join us today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. So when when a marriage is dissolving or we have uh, partners perhaps who weren't married but, but have chosen not to live together and are raising children, there, there can be a lot of negotiation back and forth, um, dealing with the division of assets, finances, and, and as well as things dealing with kids such as custody and visitation. While all that takes a toll, um, does it make sense to use that process then to sort of define the expectations for the holiday season, actually talk through what the plans are going to be for a family? Absolutely. I think the more that can be talked through and actually figured out ahead of time, the better, um, especially with the holidays. Um, holidays are a stressful time for you know any individual, whether going through a family law matter or not. Uh, but going through a family law matter, it's really, really good to make sure that expectations are clear um, and that holidays are clearly defined and set aside. Um, so to that end, I do think that it's good for any party going through a family law matter or even on a post-decree matter, if they have a court order in place that's no longer working for them, um, to put in place a holiday schedule within a court order um, that's very, very clear about which party gets which holiday, and more than that, when that holiday should start, when that holiday should end, and who's doing transportation back and forth of children. Um, That way it kind of takes out the guesswork and the stress of how to handle these days, and those parties can kind of just focus on enjoying those holidays and um, spending them how they're meant to be spent, celebrating. You mentioned a court order, um, and I think that uh, that's a great de- delineation here. Because I, I said, well, let's just you know have the parties talk about it and, and work it out. But you're, you're suggesting actually having a, a document that is part of the legal process that says, all right, this is exactly what we've agreed to do, and that way there's no confusion going forward. Absolutely. Um, I, I think it's sometimes people's gut reaction to think, oh, we'll work it out when the holidays come upon us, we're flexible with each other, we're reasonable with each other, and that may very well be. Um, But even so, 
just in case, it's always good to have a court order that's very, very clear and specific that allows the parties to fall back on or rely on and plan with um, to plan their holiday schedules and make sure that there's conflict that's minimized. And with many of us, um, when the holidays come around, you know, families families are really just built around traditions in many cases, you know, particularly during the holiday season. Is it is it wise for divorced parents or separated parents to try and uphold those traditions for when they're kids, or might breaking away from those traditions be a better idea? Well, there's certainly no one-size-fits-all. Um, perhaps there are long-held family traditions that may be important for an individual to maintain for themselves and their children for years to come um, because connected with it is some familiarity, uh, warmth, good feelings and memories for both that individual and his or her children. Um, however, family law cases often signal the beginning of a transition. Um, and this time of transition may be a good time to try your hand at instilling some new traditions that maybe you've thought about in the past but couldn't previously implement because you had to you know, get somebody else's agreement or input on it. Um, so I would say that during a family law case, it's a good idea to take stock of what you've always wanted to do. Um, think about maybe reevaluating your traditions, putting some new traditions in place, and kind of making this time special for you, special for your children, and um, acknowledge that this signals the start of a new phase in your life. And, and from your experience, share with us a little bit um, the process here, because we talked about using a court order to define this. Now, when people go through a divorce or, or are working through a family law matter, um, there's a court process, there's negotiation. Is that all the right time to do this, or do you get all that settled, and then as the holidays approach, kind of reconvene and talk specifically about the holidays? You know, there's no one-size-fits-all for each family. I think it's good to try to plan ahead and talk things through as much as possible. Um, however, we're all human. Sometimes you just really can't foresee certain issues and you can't plan ahead. Um, so with that, I would always advise being flexible and reasonable with someone you're co-parenting with. Um, but if you need to do that, make sure that everything is documented and agreed to. Um, and if it's not, you have a very clear court order to fall back on. And you know, in this in this day and age, we kind of turn our attention elsewhere because there's there's going to be a lot of emotions and a lot of people reaching out and um, you know trying to to find some answers maybe at, at the holiday time. And and now that means for many of us social media, and that's where we go to express ourselves. Um, do you advise some caution this time of year in terms of what ends up on a social media account? Absolutely. I, I would advise caution with social media in a family law case, not just during the holidays, but in general. Um, however, it's it's good for someone to remember at the holidays that social media is a very public place. You're kind of putting out there uh, what you're doing, where you are, who you're with out there for the world to see. Um, so I would say when people use social media, um, definitely enjoy it, definitely have fun with it, but also post with the point in mind that anyone could see this, including the courts. Um, I can't tell you how many times um, social media is brought up in a family law matter just as evidence of something that was going wrong or um, something just kind of beginning a dispute. Um, so I would say just practice mindful posting year-round, but definitely at the holidays as well. Uh, advice and guidance coming to us today from uh, Colleen Hurley, a, uh, a, an attorney at Lavelle Law. And if you haven't met Colleen, uh, uh, certainly would love to have you get the chance to do that. You can start by visiting her profile at lavellelaw.com. 
and uh, you'll certainly see the, the experience she has as a practitioner in the realm of family law, and that's why I'm, I'm glad when she makes time to be a part of the podcast. Um, but uh, conversations are always available as well if you want to reach out to Colleen or any of her peers at Lavelle Law. We'll, we'll offer a phone number a little bit later here in the podcast, but uh, Lavelle Law is a great place to begin, uh, lavellelaw.com, to look for some articles and past podcasts and kind of educate yourself on some of these topics. Um, as we talk about the unique situation the holidays provide, um, certainly parents want to make the experience as memorable as possible and really enjoy the time they have with their kids. But does it become problematic if that turns into maybe a competition where parents try and do more or bigger or better than, than the other one just to sort of have a, a leg up, so to speak, in, in the relationship with kids? Absolutely. I think it's just human nature to always kind of uh, think and wonder if the grass is greener on the other side. Um, I, I think sometimes that's hard to avoid, but again, it's good to be mindful and try to reset your intentions. Um, so with that, I would say do your best to try to not worry so much about what's happening in a co-parent's house during a holiday. And by that, I mean don't worry if that parent has better food, better presents for the kids, if the kids are having the most fun at that house. Um, I, I think these thoughts are not only harmful to dwell on, but can also kind of put a damper on the time that you should spend celebrating and enjoying your kids. Um, I think it's good for each party to kind of acknowledge to his or herself that they bring something special and unique to the table and um, and with that is special and unique memories um, at the holiday time. Um, so with that, I would say do your best to set these thoughts aside of competition and try to focus on how you can maximize your holiday time with your family. Yeah, and I think that uh, that really bodes well for the kids who at some point then aren't going to feel like they're in the middle of that and being pulled in different directions. And, and I think all of these things we talk about really ought to be focused on making sure that you know there's stability in their lives. Absolutely. Now we talk um, kind of about some of the things that that should be documented and the process by which uh, we do that through a through a court order. Um, but everyone's lives, um, you know, there's always a change. There's always a twist that comes up during the day. Something different happens, and you know that's that's going to be difficult um, to always be uh, right on target with what has been agreed upon. Um, when when something comes up that's a little bit out of the ordinary and disrupt the plans, is there room for some flexibility in terms of trying to manage through it and still staying within the the letter of the law? Oh, of course. I think it's hard for anyone's plans to go exactly as they expected them to, um, family law case or not. Um, For example, traveling on the roads uh, from one household to the other may take longer than expected. We all know how terrible that holiday traffic can be. Um, Children can tire out during the day. Um, Sometimes emotions run high. These are things that you really can't plan for, try as you might. Um, So with that, I'd say do your best to be flexible and understanding with your co-parents when holidays don't exactly run like clockwork. Um, I would say not only it's this just good practice and um, you know working with your co-parent, but also you will likely reap the benefits when the shoe is on the other foot and something doesn't go exactly like clockwork for you when it's your turn to have that holiday. Um, so I would say if that happens, uh, it's common for plans to be altered slightly to try to accommodate each other. Um, be understanding where you can be, but all that said, be sure you document any last-minute agreements that have not yet been placed in a court order. Um, to that end, I would say a text or an email uh, with the change of plans and kind of um, 
memorializing whatever the change of plans are and the agreement about it is always better than a phone call or um, an in-person conversation. The reason I say this is because it not only protects you, um, but it makes that arrangement apparent to the court should anything go awry. Um, so I would say flexibility is always key, but protect yourself. Make sure things are documented. And as, uh, in terms of documenting things, as, as kids get older, obviously the celebrations change, the traditions change, and, and their particular interests change around the holidays. Um, do you revisit these types of agreements and say, look, you know, the kids are teens now, and they, they don't have all the same things they did when they were kids, they don't believe the same things, we're going to do things differently now, and does that require an additional visit to, to work these things out? Definitely. I think it's very, very common for these types of agreements to kind of evolve and change as children evolve and change. Uh, Things don't always stay the same, try as you might want them to. Um, So with that, I would say revisiting uh, court orders by way of modification is very, very normal. Um, Lots of times this can be done between co-parents by agreements where they decide what they want the modification to be, simply reflect that in a court order and then present it to the court, making it an entered court order. Uh, And by that, I mean legally binding. Um, However, if there is not agreement between the parties as to how to modify these court orders, then it's a motion you can bring towards the courts and the court can decide and kind of help guide as to how to implement these modifications to meet the needs of the parties and the needs of the children. In, in just about a minute or so that we have left, I, I was wondering, too, about children who reach the age of 18. Now, are they no longer covered by agreements like this, and has that become sort of a parent-child discussion and decision, or would they still be a part of agreements? So once a child is over the age of 18, that child attains the age of majority, um, and therefore there's no parenting time schedule that's really in place for an, for a child who's an adult now. Uh, so with that... Uh, there really isn't an order that says where that child needs to be or that it's one parent's responsibility to shuttle that child from one place to another on a holiday. Um, At that point, it really becomes the child's decision as to where he or she wants to be. Well, um, sounds to us, uh, and unfortunately we're going to have to let Colleen go because time does uh, get in the way here, but uh, we've certainly heard about uh, communication, cooperation, documentation as uh, critical elements. And Uh, To find out more, I'm going to, again, uh, point you back to LavelleLaw.com. We'll let uh, Colleen get back to work here and hope to have her back with us again soon. And as I mentioned uh, recently, let's get the phone number out for you, 847-705-7555. That's a direct line to Lavelle Law, and any of the attorneys there would be happy to talk with you uh, when you call in. But uh, if you're facing any of these issues, you certainly want to get the guidance of a a skilled attorney such as Colleen Hurley. Um, We thank her for being with us. We thank you for listening and uh, wish you all happy holidays and look forward to having you join us for a future episode.